gay people like, things gay people like, things gay people like, things gay people like. And also things that people who don't identify as gay like, and I'm not saying all gay people like all these things, because we all have our own interests. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Things Gay People Like. My name is Kevin. This is the first time I've actually said my name at the start of the episode. And just because I've forgotten. This podcast is all about celebrating whatever it is that you're interested in, whether you're gay or not, however you identify. We all have things that we're passionate about and that's what I want to talk to my guests about on this podcast. By the way, if you're just looking for the Britney stuff, there should be a time code in the description that you can skip to because there's going to be a little bit of stuff before that. And before I go any further, I just want to say a big thank you to Matt steel of two gay mats the podcast and youtube channel he was kind enough to give this podcast a shout out on their recent episode i'm a really big fan of two gay mats they do great reaction videos and the podcast is excellent so that was a bit of a thrill for me and i would very much recommend you checking them out so here we are at episode three uh, thank you for listening thank you for listening to the last episode which was the strictly episode that i did with my friend freddie there was a poll um, that we did on Twitter based on that because we were talking about Steps and the better of their two recent singles. So I can reveal by a margin of two to one, the winner was Something In Your Eyes, which I think was the correct result. And again, speaking of the Strictly episode, so I was thinking about, apart from Freddie, the person I know who I think probably likes it the most, and that's my mom. So I was interested to hear what she would have to say about the show. So I asked her, because I can't spend much time with her at the moment, given everything, so I asked her to send over a a short voice message just with her thoughts on the show, and here's what she said. Now, Strictly Come Dancing probably is one of my favourite shows on television. Wasn't looking forward to it this year with no audience, but I'm getting used to it. I do think Oti's sister shouldn't be a judge. My favourite dance is the Argentinian tango. Oh my God, do I love that. I am inclined to agree about Tess Daly. Um, She's a nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot of personality. But Claudia is very good. I love Claudia. Right, there are my thoughts on Strictly. And I hope in the next couple of weeks, you might do something on I'm a Celeb. I can't wait for that. Okay, bye. So there we go. I don't know about covering I'm a Celeb. Maybe my mum can be the I'm a Celebrity uh, correspondent. Anyway, so I was thinking then about, well, I wonder what she'd have to say about the other things that we've talked about. So, of course, the first episode was Spice Girls. And here's what she sent over. What do I say about the Spice Girls? Not very much because I don't know very much. I remember one of their songs when something like thank you very much, Human Touch. That's about it for the Spice Girls. Thank you. And so, as you might be able to guess, uh, a new feature is born. So, I'm going to just ask for my mom's thoughts on all of the topics that we cover here. So, there's one more contribution at the end of this episode uh, about Britney. So, speaking of Britney, she is, of course, the topic of this episode. We had a chat earlier in the week, myself and my guest, about her. And as you'll be able to hear, there was some major breaking news over the course of the record. So, you know, in many ways, it's a historical document as well as just being a podcast. And I have to say as well, I think it includes my most self-indulgent moment yet. So apologies for that and brace yourself. So without further ado, let's get on with episode three.
It's time for my guess. Who is it this week? Time for my guess. What is the name? Time for my guess. It's time to find out. Right now. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Third episode doesn't necessarily mean third favorite. I think third time lucky. I think that's the <laughs> how the saying goes. <laughs> um, this is the final episode. <laughs> it's been great. It's been a good run. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah, after this, we'll have covered everything that gay people like. So there's I no point so. in even continuing. No one else. Um, Andrew, how would you say, now this might have echoes of both previous episodes. Where did we meet and how do we know each other in your recollection we met at center stage like the other two yeah and it was the same show right it was footloose as well it was footloose. and then we did the wedding singer yeah well you were bumped up yeah you really rose there and i had a part as well i was um a waiter <laughs> number two <laughs> Wait, number two can, can you remember any of your lines and um, somebody proposed to me and i said yes ah uh, yeah 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 I never specified who I had played in the end in the last episode. I played like not so there's a main band in the wedding singer, not the lead guy, not the funny boy George guy, the other guy. Just for the sense of clarity, I need to point that out. And you had a, such a good ad lib as well. You, you brought the ad lib. You made a there choice. There was an ad lib. <laughs> Okay, so shall we jump into the news? Let's do it. TGPL News. And thank you for joining us here on TGPL News. Andrew, uh, what's your top story at this hour? I think the only story that we can talk about has to be the election. Yeah, this is actual news now, isn't it? I'm really sorry. It's just like we can make it entertainment wise with Lady Gaga and John Legend. And I think she was really good. Actually, Gaga, she was really, really good actually supporting Biden. Was this that video she did with all the different outfits? There was that. But she actually got up and made a speech at one of his rallies, I think, in Pennsylvania. Maybe somewhere. I, I was thinking, though, not to jump the gun, but when Biden is inaugurated. Um... <laughs> oh, well, you jumped it. <laughs> but that, that's what's happening, right? It's going to happen. I think by the time this podcast goes out. By the time anybody hears this, we would assume that it's been moved along a few more steps and maybe we have a, a president elect. We have, when I say we, like as if, but like the world, you know. Remember how hard it was to get anybody to sing at the inauguration of Trump like four years ago? Or it seemed like nobody wanted oh to do gosh, it. Oh my gosh, who did it? Oh, like this little kid and like... Oh, they went that way. Maybe some Christian rock band. Like, I can't remember. I think there's going to be no shortage of people that we like who are going to perform at it. If it's even a public event, I mean, I'm sure, I assume it will be. I think it has to be Gaga. She has to do it, you know. Yeah, she's, she's been very vocal. Him. But come here, tell me, what over the past few days, like, were you somebody who stayed up and watched things? Do you know all about the Electoral College now? Or what's the crack? <laughs> I've been educating myself on it and then just towards the end they're just trying to add up the numbers for the college folks like so if he gets this and he gets yeah. this it's one of these things that you kind of immerse yourself for a short period of time and you actually know quite a lot about it and then by the time four years another four years comes along it's like what was that again how many votes do they need what's it the whole thing but i am currently just in this state of like Imagine like a press briefing at the White House where it's not like this horrible wall of lies and misinformation. I know I'm getting very fucking soapboxy here, but like <laughs> it'll just be so refreshing. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, who else? I watched um, that Letterman thing with Kim Kardashian on Netflix. Did you see it? You know, he has the guest. No, is this a new one? 
there's a new one and I watched it only because it was on Gogglebox and I watched the whole thing on Netflix and he was asking her if who she was voting for but she didn't come out and say right okay I guess we're hoping that by the time this is heard it's all done and dusted right I hope so. I hope all the votes have been counted and people have had their say. Okay, so from that piece of news, my top story, some would say equally as um, important to the to culture and the world. Sister Sister and Moesha are coming to Netflix. Did you know? Did you see that? Um, yes. I love Sister Sister. Only okay. mostly when they came back with the second or third series with the revamped titles. What was the difference between the title? Well, I know sister, sister. Is that... Then it came back again and had the like little like more R and B, and it was like oh, okay, like, up. Okay, and from that point on, that was the imperial era. Oh yeah, um, that's on Netflix right now. Have you watched any of it? No. But I watched it when I was growing up. That's the thing. Have you ever gone back and looked at something again, like years later? This kind of thing. Like, the novelty of it wears off pretty quick and you're like, do you know what? Not bothered. Did you, did you care about Moesha? I love Moesha. I love Kim. Is that her little friend? Yeah, Kim, yeah. I like Kim. I always like the sidekicks. They had a falling out, I think, Brandy and uh, the actress who played Kim. Well, this isn't her yeah. first. Wasn't all rosy um, behind the scenes. And it's not Brandy's first falling out with someone, are you going to say? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the other thing I noticed, and it is kind of related to the, our topic for today, this um, new film that Rachel Bloom of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is writing. I think it's based on an idea by Lance Bass himself. And it's so the film oh. is basically following, it's a true story of these two friends who went on a road trip to see NSYNC on tour in the late 90s, early 2000s. I guess it must have been 2000s. Or, um, I just think, I'm, I'm, I think it sounds really good. What do you so think? Is he using NSYNC songs? Because he's involved, I assume so, but I don't know for sure. She's so talented, though. Like, did you um, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Though? I did. I think I watched it the first season, and then I stopped. But oh. I loved it. Even the title is so funny, like the, the like the, the credits, the credits, like the song. Well, that changed every season as well. So you're talking about oh, Sister Sister changing, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend <laughs> changed the whole song every time. You should go back. You know, in these times, you don't have much to do. I would say check out the rest of that show. It could be a lockdown project. Okay, so shall we? Jump into a deep dive. Let's do it. You know it's time to deep dive, deep dive. Everybody want a deep dive, deep, deep dive. Okay, Andrew, so you are here to talk about, and this was a no-brainer for me when I was thinking about who would do which episodes. And I, I, I want to know, are you happy that you are associated with this person to such an extent throughout your life, yes or no? Yes, I think everybody <laughs> that knows me knows that I love Britney Spears. I would say that I... Not to immediately shift the focus back to me, but like for me, obviously it's Mariah. And like when something big happens with her or whatever, pe- people will text me and what do you think or whatever. I just I'm just yeah. associated in people's minds, and I do like that. But the the flip side of that is you have to address all these things that maybe aren't so good when they happened. Do you experience that? Yeah, you must have experienced that on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. It must have been a very <laughs> stressful time. I'm sorry to bring that up and trigger me at this moment. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly good. It's mostly good. It's just like, oh, she's doing Vegas. We're all going to go. I'm like, okay. But she is your number one fave of all time ever. She forever. Is. Like, I love music. Um, you know, she's not like Fleetwood Mac or something or yeah, yeah, Queen. Yeah, better. But she is just for other reasons, just happened to hit me at the right time and was just like, wow, I love her. Like, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. Timing is a huge part of it, isn't it? It's about where, kind of where you are in your life. Where were you in your life when she first appeared? I think I was like 
last year of primary school and that's when like the Spice Girls came out and Britney came out I think that was like 1989 it's just like me start like listening to pop music and you start going out and buying singles and tapes tapes oh my gosh and CD singles and I remember getting like the CD I think I, I don't know if I got it or my friend Ash got it and it was quite a thick cover and then like there was like a B-side on it oh this is the single this was the single baby one more time and it was just like oh, this song we used to like dance around her bedroom to it what really got me i think is because she started doing the live performances so like on top of the pops like she was out there like doing it live like singing live it's funny that you say that you were in primary school because i was coming to the end of secondary school so like it was sorry it was, <laughs> yeah yeah i no, was like I, an adult basically yeah i don't think that makes sense because you're still in your 30s just about, yeah, yeah. You weren't, you weren't leaving secondary school. No, I was in my second last year. Did you only stay to like second year, like a chimney sweep or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was 11. How old are you now? I'm 35, just recently I'm, in the last day. I'm several years older than that, but not 40. No, I'm, 30, I'm 39, yeah. So um, I was just, well, some would say, a little bit too old for the, these waves of pop that came at the end of nineties, start two thousands. Now, obviously, I still I still got into them, but I remember going to because I, I loved Escape Seven, right? And when Escape Seven came out, I was like nineteen or something, eighteen or nineteen. Like I wasn't like a kid. Which yeah, <laughs> the, the face you made. I wish we could broadcast, but we can't. Um, so so and so when when I went to see them, I, the only people who were my age are adults were bringing their kids you know and it was it was just it's just a whole other thing. Like when I was like I guess primary school. This the Britney and Spice Girls and all that came along in just in a later wave because I was thinking about the fact that like I li- I like Britney a lot I like Spice Girls a lot maybe I'm at like a seven out of ten in terms of my mm-hmm. fandom and I think maybe that's part of it that I had I had decided who my favorites kind of were by then yeah actually basically Spice Girls and Britney didn't hit me at the right time in the way that they might have hit you but then Dan was like twenty five when Spice Girls came out but anyway what do you think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably right. Actually, it's just whenever whatever's there at the time and was cool at the time as well. Cause she was good. Like it was cool to like Britney then because she was like number one and it was like mainstream and she was huge everywhere immediately. I remember this quite well. She was spoken of as America's answer to Billy Piper. I was thinking about this earlier because <laughs> the only person I could think of who I liked before Britney. Like Billy Piper, <laughs> I can remember like walking around Caravan Park, like listening to my CD player. Yeah, yeah, Discman. Discman. Yeah. You can do anything. That I'm just loving that song, <laughs> but like I think Baby One More Time is a bit cooler and like a bit more edgy. Yeah, definitely. Because we want to. I think actually it was filmed in Dublin as well, wasn't it? Because we want to. I think it was filmed around one of those like spice. It looks girl... like those streets. Doesn't it? It does. Look at your mind's eye. <laughs> <laughs> where we visited the pilgrimage i wouldn't count it out because thinking about it now it seems very familiar to me i'll have to check it out um i'll add in a little thing here uh, in the podcast confirming or denying after i do my research denied it was london so britney's huge we'll go through the career a little bit in a second but tell me were you the kind of fan who would practice the dances at home and get the choreography going all that stuff or no Definitely. I think like as any as any young man would know, <laughs> that's what they do in their bedrooms. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have done like the routines, like a steps routine. Her routines are more just more sultry. Yeah, it wasn't like, a left arm out and put it over your head. It wasn't like that kind of... Yeah, in the early days, she was more, you know, kind of concentrating on singing. So she was just kind of doing a little bit of left, right, giving it not very much as she's kind of 
going back to now. Um, and then maybe but, for the for the dance break, she'd kind of she'd bring it out a bit. Yeah, yeah. I think the first one I remember doing, like trying to do it like a, at a church disco, was like crazy. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like I think that one was the first one I was trying to get the, the church disco. I love it. Trying to get the legs going and trying to like to do the a really big epic ending for you crazy. You need a strong finish, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trying to do that. <laughs> Was there a chair involved in that? I know there's a chair in Stronger. There was some chair. She's sitting down, in, isn't she, in that there video? There was actually, in the middle of Crazy, there was shoulders and kicking chairs away. A Stronger would be the one for, was for the chair. chair video. I was thinking about how much Britney is associated with MTV, but particularly the VMAs. So as we go through her career, will you... If it occurs to you a particular VMA performance, because there's a few, and we should probably talk about them as we go along, for for good reasons and maybe not ideal reasons, the VMAs and Britney are inextricably linked. Would you say? Completely. I think she just her and MTV. I think like the rise of TRL. Do you remember watching TRL? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had yeah, because if you had Sky, you had MTV and VH1. But like seeing Britney on TRL, I think we would have seen it. Yeah. And she's like doing BAB and Oops on those and doing them live, like. I think she was just kind of the poster girl. She, I think she, the right time for them, and they are the right, you know, yeah, the right absolutely. Time for her. The first VMAs was when she, her, and NSYNC did. Yeah, BMA I just watched that today. Yeah, and sorry, for the first time. I think I'd seen it before. It looked familiar, but I was like, you know what? I need to refresh my memory of this. You would need to rewatch that a few times. I think. Well, <laughs> um, that was good. I love that one. She just kind of came popping out. And yeah, because uh, it's like I'm over here, and everyone looks over there. Over no, here. I'm over here. And then it's like, you yeah. think she's going to like drop from the ceiling or something? <laughs> <laughs> she just walks out from behind a locker in the middle of the stage, like exactly where you would expect her to come from. <laughs> uh, here I am. So listen, as we go through this, Andrew, I'm looking to know which one single you would delete from history and which album track you would make a single. Fine. Okay. okay. Baby One More Time was the debut. That's it. I remember hearing that it was written for TLC. Do you remember hearing that? Or offered to TLC and they turned it down. I heard it was offered to Five. Oh, probably them as well. Yeah, that's a, that rings another bell. Sounds like it could have been for TLC as well, actually. But it was the perfect, obviously it was the perfect song for her. And if you look at the charting here on Wikipedia, again, it's very uh, good sources that I'm consulting. But it's just like one, 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 one. It's just like number one everywhere. So we had Baby One More Time. Sometimes, how do you feel about sometimes? You into it? I like sometimes. I quite like the video, that kind of like American on the pier mm. on the beach. It reminds me that whenever I see it, I'm reminded of this dancer of hers who became a bit of a sensation among the fans. Do you remember him? You mean the one, the one with the curtains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was my own hairstyle at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in everything. We always used to talk about him. I think he was ditched for being becoming too popular. Does that sound right? Oh. Didn't know that. I like sometimes. So you drive me crazy then, obviously. Ah. It kind of picked up where Baby left off. Like, okay, we had the ballad. You drive me crazy was just full on. Yeah, and it was good because it's an album version, which she used to perform. She does perform quite a lot. And then like the Stop remix. And it was tied in with like that movie, you know, Melissa Joan Hart movie. And she was in the video, all of that. Then the Stop remix was a bit more epic. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we had Born to Make You Happy. Now, what was the... This wasn't released somewhere. What was it? I don't think it was released in America. It was more in Europe and territories. And um, I liked it. My best friend, like Ash, loved that one. Um, I didn't love it, but it was cool. It was number one, in the UK. She's. I remember her singing on top of the pops live on a stool. 
And she did a little um, acoustic version as well on, on that CD single. It starts with a, a she clears her throat. She's like, <clears throat> and there's like a guitar and it's, yeah, I'll have to send you. It's really good. Very organic sounding. I like it. Okay, so second album. Oops, I did it again. Kind of more of the same from Baby. Do you have a preference between the two? Or are you like both amazing, happy with both? Oh, I think I just prefer Baby. I think it's just cooler. Oops is a bit, like a bit gimmicky. I didn't. I remember at the time we were listening to it, and they had that whole Titanic thing in the middle, and I was like, "What is this about?" Like, but when she did Oops live, it was so good. Was that the song that she did when she did the VMAs from the suit into the bodysuit? Yes, the VMA where, where the suit fell off. I mean, came yeah. up. She tore the suit off. Yeah, came yeah, off a bit yeah. early. She's kind of walking along, and the tr- you can just see the trousers falling off. And then she just like rips it off and throws the hat off. So we had Lucky, um, which I remember Sinead O'Connor had a lot to say about that song. Do you remember this? Sinead O'Connor? Yeah, so around the time, she had heard Lucky, and she was like, this girl should not be singing this. There's something wrong here. Isn't that funny? Um, I love Lucky. Well, do I love it? No. I like it. It's fun. I like it. Stronger. So we were talking before about chairography. Stronger. We were only like five, four or five singles in now, but like I feel like Stronger is like mid Britney. It's like mid career Britney because she's fully like she's referencing the first song. First of all, I love when when I love songs that do reference. That. Yeah. that was so good. She looked amazing. Her hair was great. It was such a cool video. She did this at the maybe the People's Choice or the American Music Award. I think it was Amer- American Music Awards. Uh, like a rocker kind of version of it with a handheld mic. Really cool. Don't let me be the last to know. How'd you feel about that? That was written by Shania Twain and Mott Lang, or that partnership. And you can hear like those kind of Shania like vocals in the background. Oh, those, definitely. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so that was the end of the Oops album period, right? So we're coming into uh-huh. a bit of a change of pace now with Britney. Um, I'm a Slave for You. That was a shock, right? Like I didn't love it at the time because it wasn't very melodic. You know, it was just those beats like i think i feel like look back now and i quite like she it kind of stepped or sidestep away from the max martin sound that had done so well i was like no i'm actually gonna do this now and i think it was a bit of a shock like it got to number 27 in america that's as far as it got now there's something here what's going on oh she did that one so if you know for nine after 9 11 oh. they did the all-star tribute i love that song destiny her bits actually mixed in with like destiny's child of beyonce seriously Oh my gosh, it's really weird. You can't really get it on Spotify, but you can get it on YouTube. Overprotected then. Another kind of flop for her. It was like 86 in America. Now number four in the UK. But that was like, okay, this is the sound that everyone likes me for. Here's more of it. Hope you enjoy. I love this one. I remember listening to this one and like when I got the album, the little action and the dance. That was a good dance. You were talking about steps earlier, like, and that her that her dance moves aren't usually that, like, oh, you can do it too or whatever. But like, apart from like slave, you know, you can do slave, like, you know, that oh, one yeah. with the arms, the dance break. Yeah, dun, dun. could you could you do that now? I'm not asking Me? you to, but if you were put on the spot, could you do that routine? I have practiced over the years, just you know, if it ever came to it, you want to be able to like. <laughs> so it's still in there. It's only recently gone in there, but it's, I've got oh, okay. it. Just you know, just in case I could pull it out. <laughs> it's not correct, but it's. The making is like, oh, that's what that, oh, I see. Yeah. The essence of it. <laughs> now we're coming into I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, which I suppose is a good segue to the film, Crossroads. Yes. Now, I watched it for the first time today because it's on YouTube. I was kind of struck by a couple of things. First of all, how quickly after Glitter it was released. So there's a real like um, comparison okay, to be made there. <laughs> <laughs> But you're going to like the second half of this sentiment because it's a good fit. Like, it's good. I don't love it. It's a bit boring. 
Oh God, I think I prefer it to you. Yeah, I don't love it. Like good in it. I so you wouldn't be like rewatching it or like oh let's just watch mm. Crossroads. No, I quite like when she sings with him on the piano at the end. Dan Aykroyd, that's weird. And Kim Cattrall, like some Aykroyd. random like people. And Shonda Rhimes wrote the thing, you know. Oh my gosh! Did you did never she? make that connection? Yeah, Shonda Rhimes of of Grey's Anatomy oh. and various other like she's a she's a major figure in the entertainment industry now, and it must have been an early thing that she did. But yeah, she wrote it, and I was watching it expecting it to be a disaster, and glitter is a disaster. That was too long of a pause. <laughs> oh wow, sorry. Glitter is a disaster. I Crossroads. Can't you're saying that on the record. Not a disaster. I'd say it's a legitimately good film. Like for that kind of genre, for that kind of film. I was like she's surprisingly good in it. And yeah, that was good. I love rock and roll, whatever, don't care. So, you know, it's good in Vegas. It was good in Vegas. Okay, fair. Now, Wikipedia has listed anticipating because I think it was a single in France. Oh. So, personally, I absolutely love that song. Are you a fan? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice and light. I think it's just bouncy, summery, fun. Is that the introduction of that that you used and over protected the video? Dun dun dun. No, that's bombastic love. Sorry. Okay. okay, okay, okay Terrible. Okay. Boys, again, kind of edging on the cool side or wanting to edge on the cool side. It's, cool. it's a cool video. She looked good in the video. Good hair. Mike Myers was in the video, wasn't he? You think he was, yeah. The Britney album. Obviously, a few hip-hop sounds, a bit of a change in direction, and then some stuff that kept the original fans happy. That's my perception of it. Yeah. Slavery isn't really, like representative of the whole album i don't think so in the zone is next as an album and that was the first album that i bought by her yeah i have that album so i don't know why i didn't get on board with the first three but in the zone i was like yeah so me against the music in the fullness of time that hasn't aged too well has it nobody really cares about that not really it got some really good performances in vegas definitely i think the video was really epic and it was a, it was a whole start of like her working with madonna and then obviously they had the vmas in 2004 where they yeah. kissed and then it was like oh they're doing a song together and then the song Passing was a the big torch kind of thing yeah and like the song wasn't good at the time it was like oh okay and then toxic obviously one of her biggest hits ever do you love it oh i love toxic and she did this like this was the first time i saw her actually she did the onyx hotel tour and this was the opening to that tour and it had a really really good dance break and i remember saying that i was just like oh my gosh where did you see the onyx hotel tour in i saw it in belfast yeah so i saw it in dublin so this is the first time that i'd seen her and she had brown hair did she have brown hair when you saw her i don't think she had brown hair well, she must have, because she must have went from Belfast to Dublin. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with that. I was like, I think no. she finished in Dublin. I think that she was. That's when K-Fed started hanging around. I think that's when she finished the tour, and she had hurt her knee. This is when it all kind of stopped for her. It all got a bit chaotic, literally, with the so TV to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. She followed up with every time. Yeah, controversial video. Very controversial. And this is around the time of the breakup with Justin, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the song's about the breakup, but they have broken up. Oh, like before the, the VMAs, yeah, yeah, before the yeah. VMAs, Madonna. Cause remember that whenever she, they kissed, and the camera just goes to him with the beat. Oh, like, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like um, Mary J. Blige in the <laughs> Mary same Mary J. Blige shot. is there. Yeah. There's some good album tracks. Like, obviously, this is the first album that I know. There's like, um, is this the one that has Showdown on it? It's a Showdown. It has like Touch of My Hand and Breathe on Me. Breathe on and, Me. Like, really Amazing. sultry ones that she like resurrected just recently. <laughs> what comes next is the greatest hits. My prerogative. I love that cover. 
the cover is cool. Brown. I love that. Oh, I like the cover of that song. I meant the cover of the album. You like the song? I hate the cover of the album. I love the cover of that song. <laughs> I don't like the hair. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Um, I love the cover of that My Prerogative song. I don't think she really promoted it. I think, I think the tour kind of finished. She was with K-Fed. She's never performed it live because she was going to do it in Domination. Oh. But then that got pulled by... This would have been her residency after Peace of Me. Okay. Yeah. Do something. No. Do something. I love Do Something. Really? I love that bit in the middle. Nah, nah, nah. Oh yeah, I love Do Something. I was I have to say when I when I watched Do Something, I was like, nah, the wheels are the wheels are falling off here. And like I, easy for me to say oh, the that. Truck now. In the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's easy for me to say that this now with hindsight, but I just thought, nah, this isn't the usual quality control from that we know from her. It was a bit like thrown together probably. Yeah, it's yeah. Half, yeah. Then we had the TV show, I guess, Chaotic. Did you ever watch it? Bits and bobs. The first episode's all about her talking to her dancers and things, and then he comes into it, and then it just becomes about them, really. And then they just fall in love, and like just they just want to have time, and they just, I think she just then starts living her life and stops working. This is her troubled period we're coming into now. And, you know, for this, like I was like, there's no point in really labouring on you know the negative aspects of her life and stuff we don't know about yeah. but like obviously we can't t- talk about her career without at least referencing just that she went through these difficult lows i guess what are you, what's your take on the entire blackout album it's just so different isn't it she worked with some really cool people and i don't know if, if, if they've become bigger since or if they were bigger yeah. at the time the like carrie Hilson and Danger. Wrote Gimme More and Danger. I think Blackout is like amazing, especially because she was going through a very difficult time. Didn't seem very present in what she was doing. Remember she this uh, Ryan Seacrest interview? She used to go on yeah. these interviews and like to be other people like passing the phone to her and stuff. Yeah. And it just all seemed a bit murky and a bit strange. But I think it's definitely some of her strongest uh, work. It's probably her best album. The videos and the accompanying promotion and stuff wasn't obviously there. And then we had the VMAs, and that wasn't great. Although I did love that little Elvis bit at the, f- at the start that she did. Trouble, I loved, love, love, love that. But I think the, the, in terms of album, it was like amazingly made, amazing songs, Toy Soldier, and and it's great to kind of see her reintroduce Gimme More like a few years after the VMAs, yeah. when I guess she's not embarrassed anymore about what happened, but like acknowledging just how great it is and it was a big part of the piece of me tour it was so good in piece of me it was you get it in femme fatale tour it wasn't great and it was cool it was fine like an egyptian kind of Cleopatra version piece of me one was great it was in a medley and then she added the second verse and it was just like this machine had got really into it and wasn't this where that little internet meme yes. slash thing came came about who is it <laughs> it was so good i mean like the first <laughs> 10 times but like, yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is great. And then by the time, you know, she came to Dublin and obviously everyone said it in Dublin and she's like, she didn't even smile. She was like, oh, I've done this so many times now. I think that's when she just gets over it. She's like, I've done this so many times. That's, yeah, wouldn't blame her. I did spot that whole, t- you know, that moment in the show of Peace of Me where she turns around and she talks to her dancer mm-hmm. and then she says, what's up, Dublin or whatever. Like, he tells her there where... These things happen. It's hard to keep track of where we are in the world. America's huge. You you're know, right. come on. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I deserve that. Okay. So, then we have... After Blackout, we have... I suppose you'd call it the comeback with Circus. This is like, everything's okay again. I, I think there was a kind of... I remember with the Womanizer video, there was a thing where people were like, but she's not really dancing. She's just waving her arms about. Did you see it as like I a... Th- yeah, def- it's definitely a change and her body had changed. She had two children. True. 
she didn't really take any crap anymore. She was just like, I'm just going to do what I want and I'll do my best. And Yeah, and she did. Like, that was the number one hit in America, Womanizer. Circus, I think, has stood up really... It's come through a bit. It wasn't massive at the time. I loved Circus. If you seek Amy. We had a question about that. We'll come to that later. Okay. Um, and <laughs> we had a question about Radar as well. Do you know what? We'll just do it now. Oh, so, radar. the question about If You Seek Amy, this is from Rob, says... Is If You Seek Amy just a cheap gag or is it actually a good song? It is just is it a good? great song and you just have to take your own. It's got a nice beat. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> um, I will say this whole album was like was kind of preceded by, for the record, her documentary. Tell us about you that. See, oh my God, it's on YouTube. You should definitely watch it. It's in four parts. Oh, it it's really deep because it's not very produced it's like she talks about being really unhappy in it and how things have changed and like it's her going back to work and going back to business and just not yeah. loving it and i think that's maybe why you're like oh that's why she's not really there yeah i've seen clips of it just in recent years and it did seem like really really honest just like absolutely how she felt in a way that you yeah. don't get from her all the time i don't know how they got it through because she talks about like just not loving it and feeling trapped and not being happy. And it was so frank. It was it's horrible to watch. As a fan, when you're watching For The Record and you're seeing all this really honest stuff that isn't particularly positive, do you feel, oh, this is good that I'm getting to know her better? Or do you feel, I wish I didn't, I wish I wasn't hearing this stuff because it doesn't make me feel good about her and her situation? Mm, I, I really like behind the scenes stuff. Like rehearsals, that kind of stuff. I love seeing all that stuff behind the scenes. Okay. You just say she's really normal, and you just, I think it just makes me feel a bit of like empathy for her and the situation and like how actually how hard it is. Does it end positively? Like, does the thing end up, and now I feel great, like, let's go, or not really? It's got a really weird ending where she, she makes a couple of jokes at the end and she perks up a bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. But it's not, it's not like wholly positive for the future. Okay, bit of a bit of a darkness hap- uh, hanging over. The other question that we got was, which version of Radar do you prefer? Obviously, there's just one version, but it's on two albums. <laughs> I will tell you, the, I like the one she did because if you haven't guessed by now, I'm all about the performances. Yeah, she did it on the circus tour, and she does it live with like on all the circusy objects, and there's like a pole, and there's loads of drums, and it's right, okay. so good. And she makes she does a really good dance, and I think that was the first big dance she'd done, and it was like, wow, she's dancing! Yeah. Following up from Circus, we have, the, I guess, the singles collection with three, one, two, three. It was a number one hit in America. I, I don't like it. It's cool. She did it in Vegas for a while. Listen, a number one hit is a number one hit, you know? We actually got a comment from Beryl says, three is one of the best things she's done. I think because it's for her second greatest hits and not attached to a proper album it's a bit forgotten but it's up there with her best so you know it obviously has its fans and admirers yeah it's a good one to use in a concert as well and she does okay everybody help me count to three oh, one right. yeah, two yeah, 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 yeah. and then roll track <laughs> turn back <laughs> off go <laughs> we had femme fatale which came next and i think that was another one that i owned slash know quite well and actually i'd say it's one of my favorite albums of hers um i think this one has really good stuff on there and i really like the singles i think this is about the time i met you and i remember you Oh, you yeah. copied it. You copied it for me on CD. Sorry to land you in um, trouble there. Well, it, it lands me in trouble for that, but it, it lands you in trouble for not having it in the first place. I think Why I was just it? like, Mwah. I like it. Hold it against me is. 
good now, yeah? This was a good one, yeah. I like Hold It Against Me. And Brian Friedman came back to do the video with the choreography. And this was the video where we had all the other videos Yes, in yeah, the background. and she was in the background. Yeah, she had, like... There's loads of stuff going on in this video. It's really interesting. They're really creepy dancers with no faces. And... This is this is definitely my favourite era, like, post the difficulties she had in 2007. It's like, I, I love that. I love Till the World Ends. That's probably one of yes, my favourite Britney songs. Yeah, it was so commercially successful, Till the World Ends. Yeah, huge in America. She did these concerts. She did one. Do you, do you remember the video? It's like, hello, hello, America. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the historic Castro district? Yeah. <laughs> and she did this. But it was like 5am or something. And like no one's awake at that time. And she yeah, had to do yeah, these yeah. songs. And really like, energetic and really hard songs to perform. And like you're you're like older now. And you're not. Yeah. And everybody's, everybody's holding her to A, the standard that she set for herself. But B, an unrealistic standard for anybody to be hitting totally, this yeah, far true. into her career. So, And you're just like. You don't write the songs, you don't really believe it anymore. You're like, right. You're just putting a song out. You know, whenever she was younger, she was really going for it and like, no matter what the message was. But now it's like, here's a song and just. Here's my new song. A good bop and I'm just going to dance a bit. Do you think, though, that something changed for her from really being passionate and really believing in what she was doing to it just becoming a job at some stage? Or do you think she still has that passion when she does perform? Yeah, I think the passion's come back a bit now with Glory. But I think Femme Fatale was just a bit off and Britney James was a bit off and just, it just wasn't really there really. Till the World Ends was cool. Yeah, I like I Want to Go as well. Yeah, I think she enjoyed that one. I think Till the World Ends was also cool with the remix with Nicki Minaj and Kesha. Although that rap Nicki does is quite like, not derogatory, but it's a little bit, some of the lyrics are quite funny about Britney. What did she say? Being on stage your whole entire life and crying and like not celebrating her, more like, Focusing on some negative aspects. A bit negative, yeah. So then she kind of went into a period of dormancy, let's say. A few years of, like, mm-hmm. no album. We had Scream and Shout, which was huge. God, it was massive. I love Scream and Shout. Poor Talisa. Um, <laughs> well, she's getting paid now, right? She's, she's got paid. Everything's worked out in the end. But <laughs> the hair at Scream and Shout and the skirt. Oh, my gosh. She looked amazing at Scream and Shout. Ooh la la with the Smurfs. Oh, yeah. Up there. <laughs> it was for her boys uh, okay of course then we have Britney Jean Work Bitch I think is great I love Work Bitch and it's great for Vegas like the opening Vegas is so good yeah that's that's gonna get people going now Britney Jean has all these questions about who's singing the vocals and that kind of you have perpetuated these rumours <laughs> for some time <laughs> I'm, I've, I've been taken in by the conspiracy theories I'm like what's her name again Maya Maya Marie I'm memory. like, those five songs, no Britney. None. Work Bitch, no Britney. This gets into like weird, I think since Womanizer, she was very vocal. What's that? Her vocals were like changed or auto-tuned heavily. The, all, those really early albums weren't too heavily auto-tuned, especially the first one. Yeah. But like since Womanizer, her voice was just, I think the industry had just changed and everything was really heavily auto-tuned. And then they get into like vocal stems and stuff. Like everybody does that. Like Yeah. Like, oh, there's all sorts of trickery. I think it's definitely her stems. I think it's definitely she sang them. Okay. And then it's maybe just been someone sang it on top. Like, I even remember somebody was saying, for Mamma Mia, the West End actress sang those songs. And then they were like ah. vocal stems for Meryl Streep to sing on top of or whatever, however they did it. And they just like apply the voice onto that. I think that so. And I may have maybe speak out of turn there. Apologies, no, Meryl. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> she, she follows us actually on Instagram. So she's probably she will not be happy. This, but, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't always sound like her, but yeah, but you, on this album, you're keeping and the it's faith. Got so much, 
Keeping the faith. Yeah. It also has that song with her sister on it. Oh, yeah. Chilling with you. Chilling with you. Absolutely. Zero out of ten. Her worst song apart from Tiny Hands. You know Tiny Hands? (sighs) I always skip that one. (laughs) It's not even called Tiny Hands, but it's just like, do you know, I like perfume. Perfume's good. I love perfume. Yeah. Justice for perfume. That was Sia, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Alien. Oh, Alien with the glitch. Alien's a good one. <laughs> Stop it with the glitch. There is a glitch, right? I'm hating on this album. No, sorry. It is. Yeah, Alien's very good. It is. It is. Pretty Girls, which was a bit of a non-starter, but kind of fun. I liked Pretty Girls. Yeah. It a really cool little breakdown in the middle. How'd it go? Just like a little dance break. Dun, oh, yeah. Dun, all the Tom's Diner, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I like that one. I per- I personally like Make Me a lot. Do you like it? Yeah, it was a bit probably a little bit underwhelming when it came out. Slumber Party was her last single to date, which to be honest, I quite like as well. It sounded like something Drake was doing at the time. Um, but I my favorite song from Glory is Man on the Moon. How do you feel about that? You love that one. Love that one. Given that, I guess it's a the podcast that has certain LGBTQ plus issues. Um, has she ever been like outwardly hugely supportive of the gay community, her gay fans? She's like, she's she's supported, said nice things in the past and stuff, right? Oh, didn't she yeah. say once that? <laughs> sorry, maybe I shouldn't mention. Didn't she say gay guys are somewhat girls? Do you know that? Uh, I don't need to see that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she meant it in a very nice way. All right, so are you ready for some unpopular opinions? Wait, is this a, are they about me? Are they about Britney? Are they no, about not Meryl Streep? about you. Are Meryl Streep? They're about Britney. I'm ready. Okay, let me That's just... my whole life. <laughs> let me just go to another light. Hang on. Oh my gosh, I just got a news flash. I think Biden's got... I think they've declared the winner. What? Live on air? Oh my Yeah, he's God. won. He's won it. Oh my gosh. This is... Uh... This is momentous. <laughs> It's going to be on the podcast. What a moment in time to have captured. That's cool. Though. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Better go. They've called oh, it. They've called it. That's amazing. That's really good news. Pop, 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 unpopular opinions. Right. So, number one, I love London. Do you remember she said that on X Factor? It was very difficult to hear in that studio. It's got a very low riff. I, Do you know what? I love how how defensive you are of her and how supportive you are. I appreciate you it. You've just done a really good performance. <laughs> it's hard to hear. You, you just kind of go... No one's going to say something to you. You just kind of... And you think you know what they've said. Yeah, totally. You're just like, like uh, yeah, sounds good. Thanks. See you there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Who knows? Okay, so a couple of people saw the circus tour and didn't have very nice things to say about it. Someone said the worst live performance I've ever seen. Um, that was Jiva. And our friend Dan from episode one of the podcast famously likes to tell a story of having paid two pounds to see the circus tour and it's still feeling ripped off. So how much do you have to say about that? Um, I think I like it more because I've watched like YouTube videos and it's up close and you can see all the magic that happens. And she's like magician's assistant. She's in the cage doing a piece of me and her hair falls out. And... What, what do you say to people who are like, oh, she never sings live, all that stuff? Do you care? I was talking about it earlier to somebody and they were like, what? And I was like, she hasn't sang live since like 2001. Yeah. It's more of an energy with her. She just likes doing it. And I think it's a lot of pressure to sing live. And you know, not everyone does sing live. They all have a pre-recorded Beyonce. And, um, yeah, and she just gets away with it. 
She's just better at covering it up. She does really good pre-recorded live vocals, though. And she could do live if she wants to be, honestly. But, um... On that topic, Mike says, at her most competent, she actually put on a bloody brilliant show. As long as you knew what to expect, it was always fun. And he's talking about Brighton Pride. And I think that's a that's a fair point to make. It's like, it's not... She's not claiming to be the vocalist of our generation. And it's like, Never you're was. going to have a good time. And I think, at her best, that's definitely what you, what you get. Um... So Jack says, he doesn't think Blackout is that good. Nothing special. Solid collection of bops, but at least as much filler as killer. He prefers circus. I mean, fine. I think I think he's on the wrong side of history when it comes to Blackout. But listen, that's fine, Jack. I was going to ask you earlier, what, what single would you re- delete from history? This is so difficult. I'll think on it. One single. Okay. Yeah. Um, and which album track would you make a single? Do you know what? Text me tomorrow or something and I'll just put it at the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll just cut all this out. Martin says In the Zone remains her absolute peak. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. That seems to be where she actually hit properly was like at her best. Cliff says, can we discuss the concept for the video of Circus? Yes, the video for Circus is a circus. Okay, so in the late 90s, she was the pop girl between her, Mandy, Jessica, Christina. Did she just have better songs? Mm, That's not not quite a... Equal high. I don't think that's four quarters. Like that. <laughs> Why was she the one? Why was she the she one? She was the first, wasn't she? Yeah. I think like Christina has the pipes, and Britney has always said that. And Britney, uh, Christina got the Grammy, and yeah, God bless them. But Jessica and Mandy just seemed like clones or attempted yeah, clones. I love Candy. I love Candy, and I, I love, love Irresistible as well. Same. But I think as well, um, nobody in the industry has had a bad word to say about Britney as a person. Whereas one of at least one of the, those four uh, people we mentioned oh, yeah. has nothing. There's nothing nice said about them. Okay, uh, are you ready for a quiz? Yes. Oh my God, let's go. Is it a quiz? Yes. Is it a quiz? Yes. Yes, it is. I know. It's a quiz. Let's go. Okay, Andrew, you have three categories: easy, medium, hard. You should answer seven questions. It's an odd number to choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You can pick and choose from any category you want. So what category do you want to start with? Okay, I'm going to go for medium first. Medium. For two points, what song is track two on the Britney album? Slave and then what? What's that? What's the second one? Oh my... I know. Go on. Okay, it is overprotected. Where are you going for the next one? So uh, easy. Easy. Who did Britney duet with on her first album? Don Phillips. Correct. It's Don Phillip without an S, but I'm going to go. Okay, it thank you. <laughs> points. All right, next. Go for medium again then. What was Britney's last UK number one? Wasn't from Glory. Um, was it? Was it Scream and Shout? Yes. Congrats. Oh Two points goodness. and three points. The current leaderboard is Freddie on ten. Okay, where would you like to go for your next? I have to go for an easy one. What is the name of Britney's character in Crossroads? Lucy. <laughs> Correct. Right, next. You've, you've answered four. Three more questions. I have to... If You're I do four. six, eight, ten, I'm going to have to do three media ones to try and beat Freddy. To beat, tie with Freddy. Or Dan, sorry. Uh, no, it's Freddy, yeah. Freddy. I get this too confused. Okay, give me a hard one then. How many points is it for a hard one? Three. Okay. Baby One More Time is her most viewed video on YouTube with Toxic mm-hmm. in second place. Mm-hmm. What's third? Womanizer. Unfortunately, it was work bitch. Was it? <laughs> yeah. 
Medium. Medium question. Which song was recorded by both Britney and Christina, but released by only one of them? A tricky old question. Is this news to ah, you? I know it. Oh, go on. Tilt your head back. Correct. Yes. Very good. It was the Nelly song. There's a demo of Britney's version out there. Right, you're on six with... Good. One question left. So you could be yeah. Dan if you get over seven, but you're probably not going to reach Freddie at ten. Where would you like to go for your final question? Uh, I'm really warmed up now, so I want to beat Dan, so give me a, a medium one. <laughs> okay. When is Britney's birthday? Oh, December. Second of December. Second or Correct. third of December. Is it second of December? Second, yeah. yeah. All right, well done. You got That's eight, creepy. You got eight points. Uh, you are second on the leaderboard, but you have beaten Dan, so congratulations. Aw, very pleased. Let's go for our recommendations. The show is coming to an end, but it's what we would recommend, my friend. Andrew, what would you like to recommend to the listeners? Anything from any area of life? Very late to the party, but I've been watching Shit's Creek eventually after everyone has told me to watch it, especially Lucy, you know. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. I've won season four and I've just kind of binged it because they're, they're only 20 minutes on Netflix. Yeah. Big fan of Shit's Creek. Do you know what, though? I have just decided I'm never going to watch it. And because I hear you so much to. about it, I feel I've missed the boat. I can't be the last person to it. Are you I've telling just me been I the need last to... person. Yeah, I'm clutching you into the lifeboats. <laughs> like, sit down, just let it, you know, play and play and play until it says, are you still there? You know, <laughs> one of those. Just let it just go. And then eventually you'll start caring about the characters. Okay. And... My recommendation is a film. Um, have you ever seen the film Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? No, he's not. So it's, because uh, it's, it's kind of related to the theme, but it's Andy Samberg. You know him? Oh, I like From Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, yeah yes. I like him. A lot. SNL, yeah. And so he plays this uh, pop star who's trying to. Um, it's like a spoof. It's like a, a mockumentary. Beamer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It flopped, but it, it is excellent, and I want How you to watch, I watch it. This? Now, it's as far as I can see, it's only available on. Well, unless you're being dodgy like I was around the release of Femme Fatale, um, it's only available to rent like on iTunes, you know, for like three quid or something, or okay. wherever you would rent a film. But I really feel very strongly that you should watch it and I want to know what you think of it. Okay, I will watch that. What songs would you like to add to the playlist? Songs gay people like? Mine are left wing. Go for it. Right wing. No, not right wing. But they're <laughs> left, whatever, leaning. <laughs> uh, what's happening? Uh, I love this song, Lucy Silvers. Did you listen to it? It's too late. Oh no, I didn't listen to it yet. Is it new? No, this is very old. But I remember being in America on like this program with the teenage program that I was on and it was out there and I was like this is such a cool song nobody else liked it but I loved it I remember her song uh, What You're Made Of yeah so way 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 before that excellent what's your second pick it's an All Saints song it is um, Rocksteady Rocksteady I love it I love it's when they did it live good. and they did it we did, when we went to see um, them at what was the festival oh Mighty Hoopla Yes, I just love their little sound and it's like cool little harmonies on it. That's a good one. What's your next choice? Well, my next choice maybe answers one of your questions about what should have been a single for Britney. Oh, it yeah. It was from the album Britney and it was, what was it called? What It's Like to Be Me. Ah, oh, I don't know it. I'm going to have to. Uh, it's really Max Martin y, like epic. Dun, 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 dun. There's a 
breakdown in the middle and Justin's on it and it's really cool it's really like bombastic all that sound oh excellent all right in the bottle Excellent. Yeah. That's going on the playlist. My little addition to that is um, from the Mamas. Are you aware of the Mamas? The Mamas and the Papas? No, just the Mamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... <laughs> They've gone solo. <laughs> no, it's uh, so it's the Swedish would have been the Eurovision entry this year for Sweden. There are three women. Oh, those old grannies? No, not those ones. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. So it's a, a gospel feel. And they you love a gospel choir, love a gospel choir, love a gospel pop moment, and that's what they would have entered in uh, Eurovision this year for Sweden. Uh, anyway, Eurovision didn't happen, but they've since released more music, and so I'm picking one of the songs from their EP to go on the playlist. It's called Whitney in the Eighties, and it's basically she just wants to dance to music like Whitney in the Eighties. So it's like an Eighties sounding uh, Whitney esque song. It's really, it's really good. All right, Andrew. Um, before you go, there was talk of which single you would remove from history. Uh, are you prepared to reveal that to us now? I can reveal that to you now. I've had some time to think about it, okay. and I have to say it is Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you had to pick something. It's well, not easy. I'll make a comment on that at the moment. Hi, it's editing Kevin again, just popping in, because while I was editing, I realized we had skipped a couple of singles, uh, Piece of Me and Break the Ice. And also, the Lucy Silva song that Andrew picked for the playlist isn't on Spotify, which he could have checked before he chose it, but never mind. So I asked him to send a voice message uh, correcting that. So I'm just going to pop it in here. It's going to sound seamless. You won't even notice any difference. Okay, thanks. Uh, Piece of me. I loved it at the time. Strange video. Uh, A bit random. Probably a little bit chaotic time in her life. I love Piece of me. Break the Ice is awesome in Vegas. Everything's great in Vegas. The video was a cartoon. I think she wasn't really doing any more videos by then. Yeah, Break the Ice is cool, actually. I'm going to choose Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky. I'm not a huge Miley fan, but I do like Party in the USA, obviously, because she mentions Britney. I like it a lot. It sounds really 80s and it's got a really cool vocal on it by her. So, um, yes, I love it. All right, well, Andrew, thank you for chatting to me about Brittany. Anytime. I appreciate it. And then we, I'll be back next week at the same time, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, bye, Andrew. Bye. Thanks. And there we go. Thank you to Andrew for chatting to me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'd love to hear any feedback you may have. You can find the podcast at Gay People Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email thingsgaypeoplelike at gmail.com. And also there's the playlist for the podcast. Just search songs gay people like on Spotify. You should find that. And one of the things about the episode there was uh, when I mentioned the Sinead O'Connor thing, commenting on Lucky, like I had a very specific memory of that having happened. But then I just went to Google it just to confirm that. And there was no sign of it anywhere. So if you too remember her saying that, please let me know. And check out this week's Twitter poll as well. So it's going to be about Britney's best album with the options being In The Zone or Blackout. And then like other please stay just for all the Britney Jean stands out there. So I'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. The next one is going to be slightly more niche, I would say, than the first three. So the first three I've been talking to friends of mine about what they're passionate about. And this one is going to be something that I am a particular fan of. So definitely a bit more niche than the first three. And I can reveal it's a TV show show so if you have any particular theories on what it might be let me know and in the meantime if you want to talk more pop music more britney more all that stuff check out the moopy forums online there's a lot of good chat going on there 
Also, I want to say thank you to Rob for the theme tune. And I'll sign off now with the thoughts of our newest contributor on the topic of the week. And I'll talk to you next time. Hello again, Kev. Uh, The one about Britney Spears. I know I got her mixed up with Mariah Carey and thinking that she sang All I Want for Christmas. I think I've been known to get mixed up at one stage with Eternal and Oasis, if I remember right. But sure, look at that's me. Sorry about that. Things gay people like.